Welcome to junior high. My name is Justin. I work on staff with junior high, and I know some of you are here for the very first time, and I'm so happy. You're pointing them out. I like that. Uh, I'm so happy that you are here for what is, and if you don't know, our very first week of fall kickoff here at Mariner's Church Junior High, which is a really big deal, and I'm happy you're all here for it. Now, here's the thing. We do a couple weeks of fall kickoff. You do not want to miss next week. Next week of fall kickoff is going to be great. We're going to have uh, new stuff, some surprises, uh, and a lot of new t-shirts and a lot of new hats and a lot of new fun stuff. So bring a couple bucks and walk away with something cool. And, uh, and that's the deal. So I'm happy for that. So who has already started school? I think everyone has, right? Everyone? Okay. Anyone not started school yet? Is anyone just not? They haven't started school yet? Have you, are you serious? Hey, are you serious? You haven't started school yet? You haven't started school yet? Man, I, I want your life. Who's already taking a test? Like, who's already taking a test in school? Oh, my gosh. That is, like, that is literally maybe, like, the most stressful thing, like, ever. Who this year, who this year, shh, quiet down. Who this year went uh, to a new school than what they went to last year? They started a new school, new area, new people, whatever. Anyone? Okay, okay. And I know what that's like. That's a, that's a huge thing. Uh, I remember when I was in junior high, uh, I was at one school for all my years of junior high, and then I left. I was getting ready to go to go to off to high school, and all my friends went to one high school. All the other guys that I knew went to a different high school, and it was kind of like going to this school and starting like brand new, not knowing a single person, uh, and it was actually a really big deal. I remember it. I remember my very first day of school. Uh, I had like this old navy like tech vest, which a lot of you guys don't know what that is, but for leaders you probably know what it is. And I dyed my hair like bleach blonde. And I asked everyone to call me J, uh, not Justin J, not J-A-Y either, just the letter J, which was extremely odd. And I, but I remember why I did it. I remember I did that because it was a new school and I was, just, I was still trying to figure, I didn't really know anybody, I didn't really have any friends yet, I didn't really know anyone. And I didn't really know what I was going to do or get involved in. I didn't know what, you know, that school was going to be like because it was a brand new school. And, and uh, to be honest, like I felt a little uncomfortable, a little nervous, I felt kind of odd of place. Now, and you know, maybe you have felt that way. You start a new school and you, you're feeling uncomfortable. You're feeling out of place and you get that feeling. You start a new team or you move to a new location. I just moved and like I'm still kind of figuring out like where like the closest Starbucks is to where I live and like how to check my mail and when to take trash out. Like I, I got to figure these things out. And because it's hard when you go somewhere new or do something new. It's hard because nobody wants to feel like they don't fit into what they're doing. Like everybody wants to feel like they fit in. I, I remember when I went to school and I felt, I mean, I just had this overwhelming sense like I, I wanted to fit in, but I didn't know how to fit in. And so I was going to try some new things and just give it a shot. And I dyed my hair blonde and, and it actually worked pretty, it actually worked pretty terribly. Everyone made fun of me and I dyed it back like very soon. But at very least, I tried something because I, and I just didn't really know what to do. Here's the thing. Sometimes as Christians, like we love fitting in, you know, everyone gets the idea of fitting in, but sometimes as Christians, it's difficult to feel like we fit into every situation. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you a little bit why. I remember when I was in junior high, uh, I only went to school with a couple guys that I went to church with. Thomas, 
Uh, I only went to church with a couple guys that I went to school with, and, uh, and it was really hard because I would go to school, and mostly everyone didn't go to church, so the things that I really cared about church, the things that really mattered to me, didn't really matter to everybody else. So I'd go to church, and you know, I'd learn about Jesus, and I'd have some really good friendships, and I'd learn about you know, how to pray for people or care for people or, or you know, be thoughtful or forgiving and you know, how you shouldn't gossip or talk badly about people. Like I, learned, you know, I learned a lot of this stuff, and that's the stuff that Jesus did. But then I would go to school, and you guys learn a lot of that stuff here in junior high, I hope, you know, in life groups or at camps, and, you know, if you're not in a life group, listen, if you're not in a life group, you need to get into a life group big time, uh, like, you gotta, Jess and Adam are gonna be, like, here after service outside, like, you gotta get with them and talk to them about a life group, because everyone needs to be in a life group, it's a big deal, Jess will be there, Adam will be there. But I remember I learned all these things in junior high, and I believed all these things about Jesus, and I believed all these things about my faith, but I would go to school, and instead of being greeted by people who were like, oh yeah, let's pray together, or hey, like, let's totally, like, we should go to a camp and like, you know, be in a cabin together and like worship and pray together. Like, we should like encourage each other. Like, I didn't get that when I went to school. I don't know what your school's like, but when I went to school, it was actually a lot of people who were doing the exact opposite. Like, instead of encouraging people, like, they would, like, systematically tear each other down. Like, instead of being there and, like, being friends with everyone and making everyone feel like they belong and that they matter, they actually exclude people and make them feel like they don't belong and that they don't matter. You know, some people, they go to school and they're sitting at a lunch table where everyone's, like, doing a thing that they're just not about doing, but they feel like they have to do it in order to fit in. Like, I get... Like the thinking that we go through in junior high. We want to fit in. We don't want to be like the weird one who's standing out. We don't want that. But sometimes being a follower of Jesus means we do stand out a little bit. And for a lot of people, that is really, really stressful. Because it's hard for us to sometimes speak out our faith and say, no, no, I'm not okay with that. I know what you're doing, and I know you think it's all right, but I'm not okay with that. That's not the kind of person I want to be. And, and speaking up to that when everyone else is doing something else, it makes it hard because you are now the person standing alone saying something different than everyone else, and it makes it really hard because you want to be the kid that's like, yeah, I belong here. Like, I'm like everyone else, right? Well, here's the thing. Being a follower of Jesus means that we're not like everyone else. And if you don't know who Jesus is and you're like, whoa, who's this Jesus guy? What's this about? Well, you're going to get a little bit of a crash course in who Jesus is today. Because here's what I believe. I believe that while we live here, living the daily life that we live, you guys are out of this world kind of students. And even though we live the daily life of the here and now, like there's things that are bigger than the here and now. There's bigger things than their things is what I call them. Like the things about, you know, heaven and God and, and who we're growing up to be, what our faith is growing us up into. Those are the their things that we don't always think about in the here and the now. The here and the now is the situation right in front of us. The group of students at our lunch table who are doing whatever, and I'm either going to go along with it and be one of the group, or I'm going to stand up for what I believe in and be a little different, and I'm going to run that risk. The here and the now is a big thing for students because it's always easy to go with the flow in the here and the now. It's really difficult to live in the here and the now and consider the there, the what Jesus is doing, what Jesus is for, who we're growing up to be as young Christians. It's a difficult thing. So here's the benefit that we have. 
this idea is laid out in the Bible. A guy named Paul wrote about it. And this is what's happening. There's a very young church, not you know, too much older than the room of people that you know is in here right now. And there was a big struggle at the time. You know, there were a lot of people there who were, you know, saying they followed Jesus and acting like they followed Jesus. There were a lot of people in there who did not follow Jesus at all and didn't care anything about Jesus. But these were still people they lived their daily lives with. You know, my parent, you know, I, my mom is awesome, loves Jesus. My dad doesn't know who Jesus is, is not follower of Jesus. Uh, you know, that was a difficult deal for me when I was a kid because I was excited about church and excited about life groups. But, you know, my parents were divorced. So, you know, if I was with my dad, you know, and he didn't want to take me to church or take me to life groups, that was a tough thing. Like, that's a really difficult spot to be in. Like, and that's a home thing. That's you at home. Like, at school, like, it's even tougher. Like, you get into school, and especially if you go to Mariner's Christian School. Hey, listen up, Mariner's Christian School. Okay, don't cheer for yourself. Don't cheer for yourselves. Listen for this, all right? If you go to Mariner's Christian School and you say that to somebody, let me give you a, let me give you a little tip, all right? You say you go to Mariner's Christian School, immediately they're going to think something about you. They're going to think, well, if they go to a Christian school, like they like totally know who Jesus is. And they totally know what it looks like to act like Jesus and treat people like Jesus and reflect what Jesus is about. Like going to Mariner's Christian School is a tough deal because already people are looking at you and saying, well, you go to a Christian school, like you learn about this Jesus stuff at school, right? Like you should totally be reflecting this. But yet, sometimes, like, you know, kids will go to a public school, and I went to a public school. There's no, like, those expectations, and, and let me be honest, like, and that's a tough deal, Mariner's Christian School kids, because that's a real thing that happens. For public school kids like me, or homeschool kids, it's like whatever. Like, you can get away with whatever, you can act like whatever, because it's a public school, but here's the thing. For those of us who know Jesus, regardless of we're at MCS or we're at a public school, for those of us who know Jesus, we're not always living around all these other people that know Jesus. So it's really hard for us. It's hard for us to be the people that God has made us to be when not everyone around us wants us to be the people that God's called us to be. So Paul wrote about this to a very small church. They're trying to figure out what the deal is. And this is what it says in the book of Philippians chapter 3. And I want you to take a look at it. I'm just going to explain a little bit, and then we're going to kind of move through it. And if you have your Bibles, I'm going to go up Philippians chapter 3, starting with verse 19. It's on page 952. If you don't have a Bible, grab one. If you're using your Bible app, go ahead. I think that's awesome. I love the Bible app. I use my Bible app all the time. So this is what Paul's saying. And he's talking about people, like he's talking about like those people I'm talking about at school. And there's nothing wrong with those people. They just don't know who Jesus is, and they're not encouraging you to be like Jesus. This is what he's saying. Their destiny is destruction. Their God's their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. I want to focus on that last part. Their mind is set on earthly things. Their mind is set on the stuff in front of them. They're not thinking about Jesus, thinking about God. They're not thinking about what's best for each other. They're thinking about what's in front of them right now. All that matters to me is making the team. All that matters to me is getting an A. All that matters to me is that I fit in at all costs. All that matters to me is climbing that social ladder and whatnot. Like, those are the only things that matter to me. Now, here's the thing. There's things that matter to other people. Like, you know, those things are important. You're making the team and getting A's and all that. Those things matter. But for those of us who follow Jesus, those are the only things that matter. You know, here's the end of the verse. But, but our citizenship is in heaven. That's us, the Jesus followers. And we eagerly await our Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is what he's saying. For those of us who know Jesus, our citizenship is different. 
We're not the people who are just we're all only concerned with earthly things, only caring about the, the day-to-day stuff, only caring about the A's and the sports teams and the social stuff and the clothes. That's just not us. For those of us who know Jesus, like our citizenship is to something different, to something bigger than just the day-to-day. See, he's not talking about just the here and now. He's talking about the there. Like the Jesus stuff, the who we're growing up to be, our faith. This little passage, I mean, really says it all. And and if this didn't punch it home for you, this will. This is out of Philippians 2. This is what Paul says. This is so important. I want you guys to see this. This is so good. Philippians chapter 1, starting with verse 27, okay? Here's the deal. Whatever happens, now this is, this is a title, this little passage, this little part, is titled, Life Worthy of the Gospel, okay? So for those of us who know Jesus, this is like, this is what we're about for those of us who know Jesus. If you're thinking, man, what can, if there's something I can write down and put on my mirror to see every day before I go off to school, this is something you could write down on your mirror, put it on your deal, and see it every day before you go to school. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a matter worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then... Whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in one spirit, striving together as one of the faith of the gospel. Now, let me explain what's happening here. Paul is saying to this very young church, Christians, those who follow Jesus, listen to me. Whatever happens, okay, whatever happens, rather you're doing sports you're sitting at some lunch table somewhere, you're sitting in your locker and your buddies are on your locker or whatever, you're on the bus, I don't know who rides buses, but if you're on a bus, you're walking to school, whatever you're doing, if you are a follower of Jesus, conduct yourself in a way that shows you're a follower of Jesus. Well, what is it? It means that you're a forgiving person, that you, you show your understanding. It means that you care about people and, and you don't badmouth people or gossip about people. You're actually encouraging to people. And then when you see it happening, like you're the one who, who sticks up. And, and even though that's a, that's a difficult thing, like I get it. Like, listen, do not think that I'm telling you something that I wouldn't be willing to do myself. It is really, really tough. Let me tell you a quick story. One time I was walking in Huntington Beach. There was staff with me when we were walking in Huntington Beach. I think Adam was there maybe. Maybe Robbie was there. Some staff were there, but you know who was there? My wife was there. And we were walking in Huntington Beach, and there was this homeless guy, all right? I remember this as clear as day. There was this homeless guy, and he was walking down, and he, he was, he was kind of wobbling around. He was probably super tired, probably had nowhere to sleep that night because he's homeless. And this guy looks homeless, and you know what homeless people, he looks homeless. No home. And he's walking down this, this you know, sidewalk, and I'm walking with my wife, and I remember this as clear as day. Uh, this guy... This knucklehead guy in HB, which I love HB, this guy's a knucklehead guy, like walking past him, starts making fun of this guy, like right out on the sidewalk. I don't know if any of your staff remember this, but I know there was some staff there, and I know I was there, and I know his wife was there. My wife was there. And I was walking by, and I heard these guys making fun of him, calling him names in public to make him feel like less than what God's made him to be. And I remember walking by, not saying a word, and later that day, feeling like garbage because I know I should have said something. I knew I should have stuck up for that guy. So listen, I'm not telling you something 
or teaching you something that I don't know the difficulty of. Because I know the difficulty. I know the tension of it, okay? You don't want to do anything that's going to, you know, you know, put waves in the pool. You're not going to want to do anything that's going to ruffle feathers in your little friend group. You don't want to do anything that's like, you know, putting yourself out there socially too much or putting yourself out there as the Christian kid or the churchgoer. Listen, I get that. I totally get that. Because being the one to speak up is a stressful thing, and it's a risky thing, okay? Risky enough that, like, in the moment, I was like, I'm not getting involved. And I regretted not getting involved. Like, I totally regretted it. Why? Because here's the thing. Regardless if people are watching you or regardless if they hear about it later, when we live our lives, students that know who Jesus is, you should do it in a way that conducts yourself matter worthy of the gospel. That the stuff in the Bible, all those pages of things, all the things that Jesus taught, the way we live our life, should reflect that. In that moment, my life did not reflect that. My life reflected a scaredy cat guy who didn't want to make, who didn't want to cause a scene in public. It did not reflect a guy who was going to stick up for people the way G if Jesus was there. I mean, seriously, think about that. Imagine if I was standing there, and imagine if Jesus was there. What Jesus would say to that guy making fun of that homeless guy? Jesus would definitely stick up for him. Imagine if Jesus was sitting at your lunch table. Imagine if Jesus was there and, you know, everyone at the lunch table was like, oh, my gosh, that girl, I can't believe she's wearing that. Or like, oh, my gosh, that boy, like, I can't believe he's wearing that either. Or look at his ankles. They're huge. Like, you know, look at her. Look at her uh, toes. They're long. Like, ah. You know, I don't know. I don't know what people say about each other. Imagine if that was happening at your table. And listen, you know, and, and I know that's kind of goofy, okay, but here, you know, you, you guys know the stuff that, that people say about each other. You know, probably because someone said something about you or because you've been part of a group that said something about other people. You know what that feels like to have people talk about you behind your back. Imagine if that happened at your lunch table and Jesus was sitting there, what he would do. Imagine if he was sitting there and that started happening. Do you think he'd be like, yeah, yeah, totally, like just kind of going with the flow, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, her, her toes are super long. That's, you know, his ankles are gigantic. I don't know why I made them that way. Like, do you think he would do that? Or do you think he would stick up and say, hey, guys, hold on a second, hold on a second. We should, what, what are we doing here? Like, why are we spending our time making fun of it? Do you even know that person? Like, do you even know anything about that? Like, why are we doing this? And, like, I feel like Jesus would stick up and be like, what are we doing here? Why are we doing this? Because, and, and here's the hard part, because Jesus isn't going to be sitting at your table, you're going to be sitting at your table. And because you are a follower of Jesus, you're the one, you're the one who conducts yourself in a manner worthy of the gospel of Jesus. And regardless if people are watching or they're not watching, that is what we as Jesus followers are called to. This is what I want you guys to write down, it's going to be here on the screen, this is one of the points, this is an important point. There is a difference between only living with here in mind and living with here and there in mind. There is a difference. If you're someone who lives with here in mind, you are only caring about the day-to-day -day stuff, the stuff that's right in front of you. If you're the person that cares about here and there, you're the person who sees the bigger picture. What God is doing in your life, what God is doing in your family's life, you're, you get the idea of community, and that's why you're in a life group. You get it. And here's the other part. I want you guys to write this down. It's going to be here, here on the screen. It's our job, according to Jesus, so good, to be a part of this world and to be part of his world, too, to represent him here. So 
For people who know Jesus in this room, which I know there's a ton of you. I was at camp. I saw people raise their hand, take their next steps. I know life groups. I know my life group. I know the girls' life groups. I know the guys' life groups. I know people who say they know Jesus. You say you know Jesus. Your responsibility from Jesus is to represent him here on earth, in your classrooms, at your home. And listen, you're not always going to get it right, so let me give you permission to screw up. Because here's the deal. You're going to screw up big time. Like, you're totally going to screw up. You're going to make massive mistakes. You will do it many times throughout your life. And God will forgive you because God is forgiving. That's who he is. And we're going to get the chance to figure it out and learn from our mistakes. Because here's the deal. It's our job, according to Jesus, to be part of this world and to be part of his world, too, to represent him here. Now, here's the other piece. If you're in this room and you don't know who Jesus is, you're like, Jesus, what's this about? This sounds crazy. I don't know what's going on here. When you look at someone who says they're a follower of Jesus, you should see this lived out. Like if you're like, I don't know about Jesus, I don't know if I believe in Jesus, the only reason I came to church is because someone promised me ice cream after church and they better pay up or they're going to be in trouble. Like I don't know how you got here to church, but if you're here, when you look at someone who says they follow Jesus, this is what you should be seeing. And here's the bottom line. I want everyone to write this down, take it home with them. Here's the bottom line for today. Out of this world thinking is about here and there. Out of this world thinking is about here and there. It's not just about here. It's not just about there. It's about here and there. And that's what we have to be about. So I want to give a shot to actually being about that today. And this is how we're going to do it. I think one of the easy ways for us to be about here and now and be about there is a simple thing called prayer. Now, I know for a lot of us, praying is a difficult thing. We're going to learn about prayer this year. It's one of the things I'm committed to teaching on this year is talking specifically about prayer and how to pray and how to get good at praying. But I want to give you the chance to to commit to praying for some things to get this year started. And here are the things I want to ask you to commit to pray for. We did this at the 5, we did it at the 9 o'clock service. You probably saw the boards as you were coming in. Now, Here's some things you can pray for school. I'm going to ask you to pray for your school, maybe your school, maybe a friend's school, uh, for family. Maybe it's family that lives with you. Maybe it's uh, extended family. Maybe it's someone that's close to you and they're like family. I want you guys to pray for a friend. Maybe it's a friend that lives close to you. Maybe it's a friend that lives far away, but pray for a friend. Hey, boys, you listening? Pray for a friend. And lastly, personal stuff. Because we all have personal stuff. We all have personal stuff that's going on in our lives. And you know what? I want you guys to be praying for that. And I want you guys, we're going to go outside in a, in a moment. Girls are going to go first and then boys. And then you're going to have the chance to write down in some post-it notes and stick them to these boards. And we're going to have those boards hanging up in junior high probably for a couple weeks for you guys to see them. But we want to commit to praying for you and we want you guys to commit to praying for this. So this is what we're going to do. Girls, you guys are going to go first. You guys, instead of going right outside to breakout groups, are going to go outside and do this first, and then you're going to go into breakout groups. There are two tables with post-it notes and Sharpies. So girls, you head outside, and then you're going to go into breakout groups. Boys, you guys are going to stay in here, get into your breakout groups throughout the room, and then we're going to dismiss you outside afterwards. So Jesse, can you hit some music? Uh, You guys are going outside. Boys, split up. Hit some music. You guys are awesome. Let's do this thing.